Hey guys, it's Sully. No fancy podcast intro today. On this episode of Bobcast, I have our first ever podcast swap. So what we did was my friend Beto, also known as Luis from the AO Chill podcast, who's been on this podcast before, is actually featuring one of his episodes on my podcast today. And you can also find one of our episodes on his podcast today. So this is the first ever podcast swap. I'm going to leave you here with this. So please enjoy this wide ranging episode with my friend Luis and Margie PV from the AO Chill podcast. Right, fuck you then, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, what do you mean, fuck me? And I was like, nah, yeah. like, you just. Next time, just yeah. show her. Just show us her. <laughs> All right, cool. You ready to just hop into it? Yeah, yeah. All right, yo. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the AO Chill Podcast. It's June in Jersey. Y'all already know the business. And today, I got a guest today that's a little bit different than everybody I've had on today, but that's cool. We love change, we love meeting new people. My girl, please take a couple seconds, minutes, let the people know who you are. Well, my name is Margie PV. Um, you know, maybe some people, I've seen some people on your page who may know me. But if you don't, um, let's see, how would I describe myself? Let's see. Uh, number one, I'm Afro-Peruvian, right? That's what's up. Afro-Latina. Um, let's see. Uh, I do a little bit of uh, production as well, and I like to dance. Uh, what else? Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, leave my legacy in this world, and you know, trying to leave my mark uh, for, you know, uh, see some some type of change. Not to be dramatic, you know, but I just nah, want to make some type of impact. Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, um, I feel that. I feel that for sure. So. With a lot of my guests, I kind of just like to start it smooth and let's let's kind of just start from the beginning. So tell me a little bit about how you grew up, you know, and were you born in this country? Did you come to this country? Well, I was actually born here in Jersey, Uh, born in Jersey City, but I grew up first in Union City. Oh, okay. Uh, Union City. And then uh, in my early life, I moved to Clifton and I've been there ever since. You know, uh, my parents, you know, they uh, well, my dad was here before my mom in the 80s, mm-hmm. but they were both here um, when I was born. So, you know, I'm first generation word, word. Um, Hispanic American. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's like I feel like it's been very interesting to like juggle. How do you say like different sides or or personalities or lifestyles yeah right because at home you know you're hispanic mm-hmm. uh first generation so you're speaking spanish at home uh you go to school union city was very like mixed like mostly hispanic so mm. i felt like like i felt normal there but clifton at the time like now it's very like diverse but at the time when i was there it was mostly uh white you know mm-hmm. um I don't like to put it that way because it's not it's not bad, I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, you know, a drastic change for, sure, for, for me. Sure, yeah. And then trying to, like, fit in, I guess. Uh, and I guess I never really thought about it until, like, recently when I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah, I really had to fit in because, you know, I was used to, like, just being, like, used to everybody else being Hispanic and, and coming from a Latino home to just me trying to... I, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of feel like you need to hide that part of yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. then middle school, again, you know, I saw more people like me and I feel more comfortable being mm. like just, you know, myself. So, um, 
you know, now it's like, now I know how to like fit into different groups of people, mm-hmm. but then also come to realize you need to fit in, but you don't really need to change who you are to fit no, in. No, yeah, no, for you know? sure, for sure. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, the journey that I've been through and now I'm just like, you know, I need to just be myself with everyone respectfully. Like, no, hell you know? yeah. I, I I feel like at a certain point, you know, you like, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like this is what every kid goes through. Not necessarily every kid who's put in a position where it's like not diverse, you know, but right. like, you know, when you grow up with a lot of, you know, your identity yeah your identity you, you you struggle with that and that's definitely something that i struggled with too you know because uh-huh. uh even me growing up like you know my, my sister and my parents like you know they first came to patterson and my sister had the, like you know i guess the patterson experience for the first couple years of her life okay then we moved out to little falls and that was completely different because little falls is just white but it's funny because little falls is white but then the the high school is really mixed same and, here like, that's yeah. that's the same experience yeah, i had it was, yeah it was really cool so you know like i grew up and it was weird because there were like some some immigrant kids in like you know my, my middle school yeah but, like it was like it was like extreme it was like they were either like really white right okay or like if they were like you know immigrants they were like a little bit like me where like you know i could still fit in and speak english right it was just like no they were completely like Hola. like that's it you know what oh, i mean and okay. they were like taking esl and they were already taking, oh like they came the like okay yeah, bro like and it's like when you're in ESL, bro, it's like they treat you like you off the boat every day, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so it's like that. No lie, though, I do remember like in high school, middle school, they always had their own group. Yeah, you already know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's crazy because even they, the ESL kids, even the ESL kids who like you know, because not every ESL kid is like Latino, you know. So oh no, yeah, know, they come, and some of them it's are you know Chinese and like different right, countries, right? And even the ones who literally don't even speak like English, they, they all, all kind stick of like, together. They all stick together. Right. You know, so. I feel like I feel like that's like their comfort zone, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like even like you feel like out of your even us like trying to fit into our environment. Mm-hmm. At least like because we grew up here, we know how to fit in. But imagine not able not being able to communicate properly. You just feel like you're in that comfort zone. You know, you mm-hmm. you're afraid to step out of there. And I've do I've seen like kids in when I was in high school who got out of that comfort zone and actually kind of like, you know. Like, got to mingle, like, outside of the ESL group and stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, even, like, us, like, you know, us knowing Spanish, and we know that one kid who knows Spanish who's in ESL, like, we'll talk to him, but they would still feel, like, weird interacting yeah. outside of the group, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about that, too. So no, like, I feel that. So, are both of your parents Peruvian? Both of them. Sweet. What part of 100%. Peru? percent All right. So, they're both from Lima. Even though I have done some family history digging, I like I had to ask my grandmother and stuff and my mom. But starting off with my parents, uh, they're both from Lima. My mom's from Chacra Rios, which is next to Breña. Um, and my dad's from Barrios Altos. Probably that's all he talks about. Barrios Altos, this, this and that. Um, and then also my grandparents from my mom's side is from, are from La Victoria. And... Um, Let's see, from my dad's side, they're from Barrios Altos, but my grandfather's from La Victoria as well. So I also rep La Victoria. You know, I like I like to shout out La Victoria too. Hell yeah. Because I feel yeah. that's like the equivalent from both of my sides, you know. Um, but yeah, I also found out I got a little bit from the Andes Mountains as well uh, from my grandmother's side, her grandma, my great-grandmother. Um, I like to like, you know, explore those sides. I always heard Lima, but I'm like, hey, where else in Peru? You know, it's yeah, like, no. Peru is, you know, there's different parts to yeah, Peru yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, depending on what part you're from, like it, you could be hella different. Like, right, right. Because you could be up in the Andes, you could be in the Amazon, you right. could be down south, you could be in the I, desert. I want to find out how somebody in the Amazons, because I love that like Amazonic 
culture, the music, the dance. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I'm I'm like I always say like my race is black, but my family is diverse. Like I feel like everyone could say like Latinos could say that because my family is like got a little bit of we got black, we got some white, we got indigenous. I even have Asian from both of my sides of my parents. I'm not surprised with that because a lot of people don't know that Peru. Right. You know, I think I, I think it was after World War Two. I think. That it was like um, China was going through like a Great Depression. Right, in the 1800s yeah, 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 around that like time. That. And then um, there, there's hella immigrants who like immigrated to Peru to work in the rice fields in Peru. Yeah. And like the wheat fields out there. I don't even know what wheat fields, but like, you know, all the farms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they created their own community. And that's where you get a lot of like the mixture food, like um, arroz chaufa, chifa, you know what I mean? Ooh. Hell yeah. And that shit hit. Right, that shit hit right. So oh my God. Hey. I try to explain to people. People don't get it. Mm. I'm like, they're like, okay, so. Chinese and Peruvian, no Chinese Peruvian, and then like, and they have that culture like passed down to them. Like you, you walk into a Chifa restaurant, they'll speak to you like, like very Peruvian, mm -hmm. you know, and then they'll uh, then within them they'll start talking like their language, you know, like mm -hmm. when you got the little kids speaking like I don't know like Cantonese or a Mandarin, right? Mm -hmm. Like different. I'm not sure which one though, but. You know, I'm saying like it gets passed down. They, they don't lose that that heritage, but they're just as Peruvian as you and me are. Yeah, no, for sure. And I love it. I love to. I love I love just the diversity and stuff. And I think that's something that really like um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you lose, you know, especially when you come here to the United States and you're like, yo, I'm Peruvian. Right. You know, some people just be like, oh, I'm Peruvian. But you don't see too many people be like, yo, I'm Afro-Peruvian and I'm proud or yo, right. like, you know, I'm Chinese-Peruvian and I'm proud, right. you know? And it's crazy because, you know, you come in, you always lose a little bit of something. Right. When you I come do to see Japanese-Peruvians rep yeah? the Japanese part a lot. Like, I've met three in my high school who always say I'm Japanese-Peruvian and they're very into the Japanese culture and Peruvian culture. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I think that's pretty cool. That's no, pretty that's, dope. No, that's fire because the Japanese culture in itself, yo, that shit's fire. Like, I'm super yeah, into anime. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get it. I want to go to Japan ASAP, too. Yeah. They just opened, I think they just opened up back, recent, up back recently to, like, tourists and stuff. Okay. So it'll be dope to head out there. Yeah, yeah. Japan looks, Tokyo looks, Hell yeah. I like to visit Tokyo. Yeah, and they got, like, a different culture, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, Like, yeah. everything like, is being, like, I don't know. Yeah. It looks more clean as well. You Word. Know? South so, Korea is pretty dope, too. I've been to South Korean restaurant here, and the food is... Oh, I think Korean, like everything, Ooh. like out here in uh, what not Edge? Well, they have Korean restaurants in Edgewater, but what I'm thinking about specifically, um, there's this place called um, oh, why am I blanking out on the name? It's Korean barbecue though. It's Korean. Okay, barbecue. is it when they do like in the middle of the table? They yeah, do all the yeah, and they got the meats. Blast! Oh my god, yo, there's just one chicken. I don't know what it's called, but mm. I can get enough of that chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite thing over there is the the thinly sliced brisket. I can't. Is it that? Okay, that. I don't know. It's like the so they thinly, have different. The thinly sliced red meat, bro. Okay, you just okay. Put it on, oh, and it sizzles and it gets nice and crispy. So good. And I hate meat that's overcooked, but that's the Word. only thing that you could yeah, eat. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. Damn, and this it's soft. Snacks. Yeah, it's soft, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's you get great. out of there smelling like hella like fried food, but it's worth satisfying. it. Satisfying. I'd be taking like a nap right after. I know it's not <laughs> right, good, right, but like, right, you know, right. We so deal, good. We deal with so this. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more then about uh, what I usually have people tell me. Um, do you? So would you say you you claim Clifton as like you know? Oh my god. Yeah, I know. You know right? what? <laughs> like before, ever since I moved out of Union City, I was like, oh, I wish I went back mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, I guess mostly because of like the memories that I have attached to being Union City. Um, Clifton, I was just like. I feel like everybody who went to Clifton High just rolled their eyes being in that high school. 
But then when you graduate, you're like, you know what, Clifton wasn't so bad. Because when I got to college and stuff, I guess I got to appreciate how exposed I was to different cultures in CHS. Um, because they say, yeah, Clifton's the most diverse town. Where nobody, everybody's like, you know, you're a teenager, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, mm. You think everybody else is just like you. Like everywhere else you go, it's going to be just like, you know, your high school. But there's really like a lot of different cultures. And then when I went to college, it was just very like, you're either white or black. And they call that diverse. And I remember you used to have, you used to have like, Indians, Asians, Arabic, Polish, mm. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, and then Clifton also had like a, like a pretty cool, like music scene when I was in high school, which is where I got started and inspired with what I do now, um, in Clifton. And it, I'm just like, wow, why doesn't Clifton have more of like, you know, more, um, funds for like the arts program there? Cause I know so many talented producers, musicians, um, rappers and singers from Clifton and, um, and so now I'm just like, you know, because of those people that I know that come from Clifton, now I'm like, I rep Clifton because everybody's repping their own town. People repping Montclair and, and you know, all these different towns. And I'm like, nobody reps Clifton. So I'm like, now I'm like, yeah, Clifton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now you got it. You got it. Because yeah, now, it's like, this right. is your ship. This is your right. ship, you Because know? it's about the people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like one thing is like City Hall and, and whatnot. And I feel like the newer generation, like we have like this same like, uh, mentality of like it's very arts driven you know and it's just like uh like you know like I see the future in Clifton and I'm just like you know I don't want to just write off Clifton because of like whatever experience I had from like my past like I'm seeing in the present and I'm just like you know it's actually not that bad and I feel like people should appreciate you know the community more for sure and you build know it. it's always it's always kind of hard before before I get on with, with my next question um what I wanted you to do, and what I've had everybody who come here from the okay. city, describe <laughs> Clifton for me. Oh, man. Describe Clifton. Like, what? What specifically? Like, in general? Like, just in general. Describe the town to me, y'all. I don't want to say the word diverse, because I've been saying diverse, diverse, diverse. So, Clifton in one word. Uh, that's a tough one. And one word, many words, however, even whatever's on your brain, bro, just vomit into the mic. It's all good. It's a podcast. It's what we're here for. <laughs> okay. I would say Clifton is, it's a small town, but very, how do I say it? Clifton's like a like a hidden treasure. Because mm. it doesn't look like much. You go around Clifton, doesn't look like much, but if you dig deep enough, you'll find that there's uh, there's a lot of, of I want to say, talent in Clifton or a lot of, uh, there's essence there that's hidden and there's, somebody needs to bury it and, you know, really dig it out. Um, Clifton is, Clifton is, how do you say it? I'm trying to find a word for it. It's very, uh... I don't know. I can't find a word. But it's like it's trying to stay the way it is, but there's something that's trying to come out say? of it. Right. You can use Spanish too if you want. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I guess the mm-hmm. word is hidden because mm-hmm. that's just like it just describes everything, not just within the town itself, but it also it's like I feel like there's this old generation and new generation that's like kind clashing, mm. and the new generation is just kind of like I need to get out of here. You know, but this old generation is trying to keep it the way it is. Mm. And the new generation is kind of like 
we need to stir we need to stir things up hell yeah hell you know yeah. no i definitely feel that i definitely feel that you know it, it that's like a common theme with a lot of towns that it's like because it's not it's, clifton is like clifton definitely feels like a city it doesn't feel like a suburb like and especially like, right i'd, I'd have friends you know like you know I, i'm at, I'm, I'm actually at, in, in clifton at least like at least once a week okay. at least because my, my boy lives in clifton and he lives like on one of those streets where all the houses are like together uh-huh. you have that tiny front lawn but then you have the little backyard where you could have a little right. getty, you know what right I mean? right and it always feels like too small to have a big party right. but somehow you'll so be getting the whole gang right, together right. you know you're not supposed to have a pool in your backyard but somehow right. we fit the pool you know what i mean clifton is what it seems yeah for sure right for you just sure. hear clifton you're like oh yeah it's just another suburb suburban mm-hmm. town but if you've been in clifton you know the people in clifton you know that's not what it seems yeah 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 and it's funny how a lot of people that's right you know you have a lot of people just like yo i need to get out of here you know and and it sucks because the whole point of june in jersey and what we've been doing here in this podcast and especially me talking to everybody this month has been everybody on a bigger scale artist wise musician wise entrepreneur not necessarily all entrepreneurs but in the artistic space it's always like i need to get out of jersey yeah. I need to go to California. I right. need to go to Florida. I need to go to New York. You know, I just can't Atlanta. Stand yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's been a common theme that I've heard people say is like, there's no love in Jersey. I was about to say that about Clifton, but you're right. In Jersey, <laughs> that's how people feel about Jersey in general. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I think that's a it's a stigma and it's a barrier that I won't say is not true. But based on basically what I've been doing this month and seeing all the behind the scenes, I really think it's just a lack of foundation and a lack of people taking um, accountability. But it's like there's nothing there to take. There's not. There's no. There's no accountability to be taken. That's prideful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like yo. Like if I went up into the Grammy stage right now and I was like yo, I'm a musician from Jersey. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> They'll be like, who? What? Okay, cool. You're from Jersey. What does that mean? Right. You know, I'm a success. I'm a really successful artist who's making it in Jersey. He's like, where are you making it in Jersey, bro? There's nowhere to make it in Jersey. And I think what I've found is that with the foundation that's being set now, people need a place to go. I've actually said this example in a lot of uh podcasts previously now. I kind of compare it to sports. Are you into soccer? Oh, I love soccer. I'm uh, not. I don't follow like vodka and like no, no, Real Madrid. Cool. Cool, but when cool. Peru plays, oh hell yeah! No, we out. <laughs> Yo, by the way, shout out to all the Peruvians who are heartbroken. You know what I mean too. Like yeah, this, like my coworker says, "Estoy de luto." Yeah, yeah, because because I was wearing black mm-hmm. that day. Yeah, like, oh luto. my god. So for the listeners who don't know, we 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 fumbled the World Cup. Well, we're not. You're not gonna see us in the World Cup this year. You're not gonna see our amazing fans voted number no one comment. after Russia. No so, comment. It is what it That's is. That's a whole other topic yeah. right there. No comment. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I will just add one quick thing there, though. My, I'm a really huge New York City FC fan, like the soccer team. MLS. Okay. I'm a huge MLS fan. I have season tickets to my team and stuff. Okay. They have a proven player on. It's Alexander Collins, right? Okay. He, like, I've been preaching for him since he got on the team. Like, I was, I was with him, like, you know, like, when he started. I gave him my personal Peruvian flag. I was like, you're going to make it to the first team. Like, I know you're going to make it. And then when he finally made it and they finally gave him, gave him a chance, he started killing it. He's on the tabloids in Peru. You know, and you know the tabloids, they kill oh, him, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They rip people. And they're like, bro, they're, like, treating Alex, like, great, you know? Yeah. And then, like, now not seeing him. Like, you him, put Peru's name yeah. up there, especially, like, over here. Like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll let you know in yeah. Peru. 
And it's like, yo, like him not making it to the World Cup like breaks my heart, man. It's 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 heartbreaking. But four more years, bro. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> four more years. We need we need to win the Copa America first. Is what uh, I say. Yeah. No, we definitely need to do that. We de- but you know what? This is a perfect this is a perfect example meshing what I was just saying to this because it, it plays a I think a, a really important point in soccer. It's all about like you know foundation. It's all about like building up a team and making sure that there is kind of a funnel for people to move up right Right. so for example like in any sport where when when do you start playing sports when you're like in middle school right right and then you have the kids who are just doing it for fun and then by you know by high school you see the kids who actually want to pursue it right so then you knock down a whole bunch of people who don't want to play soccer then from high school, you get into the bigger competition where it's like, all right, the best players from all these high schools are all going to go to college and play soccer in college. Right. And out of all those college soccer players, only very few will make it professional. Professional. Right. right. And it's but it's, it's that foundation. And then it's like, you know, for those professional players who make it great. It's amazing. You know, it's like it's like it's a dream to be part of the one of 11 players that play for a major one single major team. Right. Yeah. But how many of those soccer players? who didn't make it to the major leagues are coaches now who are leading the, the, the education and setting the foundation for future players. Right. Passing down their wisdom, passing down the windows. How many people work within the organization? How many people turn into promoters for the sport Mm. who really are so in love with the sport? And it's like, where's that in Jersey? And I think this generation right now, and I've been talking about it and it's going to sound my bias because it falls right around my age group. Mm hmm. I think this generation is going to be the generation to change it for Jersey. I I feel the same way. Everything you just said, I've I've been saying it as well. Kind of like how I said we were talking about Clifton. Mm-hmm. I feel like it applies to Jersey because don't you feel like there's like this old generation and this new generation that is just kind of like, you know, one is trying to like withhold like, you know, restraint mm-hmm. from making that progress and the new generation is like hey what if what if we do this you know why don't we have more of this Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like our generation is going to be the one to to i feel like jersey is going to look different 50 years from now oh yeah and i don't even i'm not not even looking at fuck 50 jesus and even if you look back (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. look at like we're if we're still talking about artistry look out look at who came out of jersey and people don't even know about it yeah beginning with the fuji's Count Basie, if you want to go mm-hmm. even further, you know, mm-hmm. most people don't know that they're from Jersey because, you know, it's like, well, Fuji's, they do rap Jersey, but, you know, it's like you don't, they don't really say Jersey because kind of like how you say, like, people aren't going to care that you came out of Jersey. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like it's a lack of community. Yes. Yes. There's a lack of community and there's lack of people who actually like, you know, I, I think, well, I think there's a lack of community because there's not enough places to have a community. Uh-huh. It's one thing to have a community online that's dope, that's great, but it's like... Somewhere people to go. Art thrives on performance and the physical aspect of right. the art. You know, like... And whose fault is that, though? What do you say? Because people in charge, like, like uh, City Hall and stuff, they don't fund the arts. The one... For me, the one city that stands out to me that's doing great is Newark, because they're really they're really putting their money into the arts over there. Um, the mayor right now, um, what's his name? Roz Baraka. I'm not sure. To be I think honest. that's his name. I'm sorry if I butchered it, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, he's really like funding the arts over there. I think I had a friend who lives in Newark that during the pandemic, they even created like a 
a loan you could, or is it a grant that they were that you could apply to? And if you got accepted, they would give you money to fund your, um, if you're like an, a creative, pretty much, um, they would give you money to fund your project from the from the actual city. And you see a bunch of festivals going down over there, and it's very like arts, uh, con- like how do you say arts focused? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I love going to North because it's just like. You know, there's always something going on there. The people there, I feel like because you feel like you could express yourself and you're allowed to express yourself, mm-hmm. people are just more like, you know, like you be you and I'll be me. It's like there's no judgment there, you know, and it's like this beautiful artistry that's coming out of there as well. Mm-hmm. That it's just I don't know. It just stands out to me. And I'm like, that's like the blueprint for Jersey, in my opinion. Like if people were to be more like that with Jersey, um, where you tell a, a specific like community, like the arts community, uh, music community, hey, like you know, you're seeing, and we want to help you, you know, do what you want to do. We want to. You feel like you could express yourself, like you have somewhere to go. Then people are naturally just going to. It's just going to bloom from there. You know, it's it's it's, and then you have something where there's something going on. It naturally attracts everyone else from like even out of state. You know, where I feel like the online thing comes in because everything is online now. And if people see that there's something going on stirring up in Jersey, then people are like, oh, what's going on there? Like, I want to go visit Jersey and see what's up, you know. And then mm-hmm. that's where Jersey starts to, like, you know, get rep, like, in my opinion. Because I feel like that's, that's what New York does, you know. Everybody wants to go to New York. If you're a creative and somewhere in, around the world, you need to go to New York because you know that's where the arts community is that's where everything is you can find anything in new york all types of uh cultures and music and performances besides the concerts right i'm talking more like you know small community stuff um that you can find in new york it's like a whole adventure over there and i feel like jersey is like it could be the same thing if the city would allow you know allow it to happen um yeah and i feel like it's gonna it's gonna start in Newark, in my opinion Newark and but for now, Nord is what I Yeah, think. it's weird because I actually, it's funny. It's kind of like a two-parter right there. We'll kind of dissect it a little bit. Because the first thing you mentioned when you were talking was who is to blame. And then the second thing I want to talk about, what you said there, is the townships putting money into the communities. Which is funny because that's actually something that I actually haven't had anybody bring up on a podcast so far. As artists or anybody else. And... It's funny, you actually... So, let's get into the first thing real quick. Who is to blame? Although I agree with the whole city, the whole funding of cities and funding the arts, I 100% agree about that. And any support is great support. I think when it comes to who is to blame, I think it's... There's a lack of leadership in jersey and you know what when i'm when i'm thinking about now and kind of just going through like okay the township's giving money yes they could give money and that's great and and they'll help a lot of artists and and giving them a space to be themselves and giving them the financial support is amazing but for example the townships aren't going to be networking with artists from arizona artists from california to come out to jersey i mean they could they could advertise it right and have a space right but to have like someone who's actually on the boots in the ground doing that is like completely different and i feel like it's also way more grabbing to other people because it's almost like it's almost like the the town is always going to be the big man you know what i mean 
and it's like you don't want to take shit for the big man and like i said i have nothing against right, government right. i'm not like that i'm with it I'm yeah with it, yeah you know? yeah but like for example uh for the podcast we got planned later this year hopefully is that i'll be headed out to arizona i'll rent out an airbnb and i know there's a huge music community out there i already have some links out there okay. and they'll all just come in and we'll all just do a whole bunch of podcasts i got a bunch of content come back here put it out in jersey right all right when i make that link over there and they have a whole bunch of show venues that they're doing over here, over there. And then when we start getting shows popping out here, I'll be like, yo, you got a place to perform here. Right. And then right. I'm their link. Creating there. that link. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, for me, I wouldn't go to, I, the first thing in my head to going anywhere when I go to Cali is not going to the township to ask where I could perform, but no. it's like going to the people. Right. And then now. Right. Because that's what you want. You want to mm-hmm. connect with the people. And then shifting it more is like, damn, it's like, who's really to blame? Like, even after that. And I think when you think of lack of leadership, all I'm saying is, like, you know, if you're talking about who's running hip-hop right now or who who's who's the most famous person from hip-hop, you know, who come in for Jersey, and what what are they doing for us? Well, and, and it's wild mm. because you could still see how much of an impact all the rockers who came from Jersey were and how influential that still stands till today. Like, for example, oh, yeah, yeah. Asbury Park. You know what I mean? Bruce How many rockers were there? Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. yeah. even like the the one of the guitar players from My Cup Romance. You know, uh-huh. like there's there's rock right like, ingrained oh, yeah. in Jersey. Yeah, and out of all the genres you could because they make around, it known that they're from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, and out of all the p- things that you could perform in, and it'd be accepted almost everywhere is rock. Right, you know, any place that you go into, and even cover bands. You know, um, have you ever been to Just Jake's in Montclair? No. Just Jake's is like they have a whole bunch of live bands there. And, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I have been mm-hmm. recently. And, and you know, they'll have rock, they'll have some pop yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, I've they'll, been to they'll have Jake's, a lot yeah. of um, uh, like coming cover out band. of my cage and I'll be doing just <laughs> yes, fine. And when yes, you're six beers yes. down, you're screaming your head off. You know oh my I mean? God, it gets packed. <laughs> Hell yeah. It gets packed. You know, has that venue ever done a hip hop night? That I know of? Nope. Nope. You know, and then it's like all these other small grungy places to do. I have seen, though, the mm. Meat Locker do more rap it's fun. stuff. I, I've performed at the Meat Locker before. That used to be like, a, like, like just like metal, mm, rock, yeah. rock scene. And then uh, pre-pandemic, mm. uh, I started seeing, I started going there because of like, you know, the more of like the rap stuff that was going on. Not necessarily, yeah. I listened to everything, mm. but because of the people that my friends were performing, mm. they happened to For be performing sure. at those shows. And I'm like, mm. they do know they do shows like that over here yeah you know, and it's, it, like, it's weird performing in the meat locker too because it's hot and the there. people went yeah people and went, the people, people went up, you know and their pa system is definitely for rockers because let me tell you oh yeah like we ha- we had to bring our own pa stuff and it was to the point where like i had my laptop and you know when you kind of have to play around with the wires just to make it work <laughs> and i was like please just don't move there in my yeah, whole performance please right you know but yeah basically like that's where i kind of feel like accountability falls i feel like the right. people who have been the most successful in hip-hop have not really done much for jersey, for jersey at all and like you know that what they've done is cherry picked the people who are most talented uh-huh. and i think that also comes from them worrying about the money less than they're worrying about the love you know mm-hmm. and i think that it was too hard to go for the love and it was way easier to go for the money so that's what they did and you know what like some people are like oh i can't blame me for chasing the bag but to be honest fuck y'all yo <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. just how i feel about it you know right. it's like where's the love where's the community you could have built something but you chose not to mm-hmm. and now you're almost broken you're trying to sign more artists so what are you doing you know mm-hmm. i don't know that's just me but um yeah that's kind of where i feel about that but let's kind of move to um 
kind of having the 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 community aspect of a. Uh, I've never thought about towns and really giving money. What what else do you know about what's going on in Newark? Newark, I feel like there's one thing that stood out to me about Newark is that because I know Jersey City, they also have their own thing. Oh uh, yeah, on. Jersey City is like my second home, bro. Yeah. I love Jersey City. Uh, but Newark has like this kind of like spiritual movement going on, mm. and I feel like you know. I've dug into some history on Nork, especially with like um, after like the whole like, you know, 2020 um, uh, during the summer with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. protests being like at its peak during that time. Uh, the first one I went to was in Nork. I don't know if you remember. There was like this big march in Nork. Yeah. And I remember the it was organized by the People's Organization for Progress. And the main person there who spoke was um uh his name is Lawrence Ham which he wrote he he um sorry he uh ran for senator Cory Booker is a senator right word, word. okay he ran against Cory Booker mm. and he you know he's been he was part of the civil rights movement he knew MLK and he had so much wisdom to share that it just got me curious to like dig deeper into Nork's history and you know just like like a lot of towns, like it was once a white town. And during the civil rights movement, when segregation, like was, you know, when JFK um, pretty much banished the whole segregation that was going on in the schools and whatnot, a lot of people like, you know, white people, like they left the town and they took the money with them because the businesses, what Nork was pretty much uh, uh, thriving off of the businesses, which... Uh, which I can't think of what it was right now. Um, they took that with them to the suburbs, and the people like that's when the riot broke out of somewhere in I forget what year, the nineteen seventies I think it was. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I feel like there's people watching me right now who just like they're like it's called this, this, and that. But the point is, is that you know Nork has been through a lot. It's been through a lot of struggles, which a lot of cities have as well and are going through right now. Patterson, uh, maybe even Passaic. Like, you know, I'm, I'm naming like Passaic County because that's where we are at right now. Well, where I'm from, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like Nork's at a point where they're like, I don't know, this like, you know, it's kind of like where you either pick two paths. You either pick a path where you want to stay where you are and you just take it out on everybody else or you're on a path to where like okay where do we go from here you know like you want to like this is like this the best art comes from the most struggling environments in my opinion and i feel like there's just like not like this beautiful rebirth going on in music and arts in Nork, and it just shows with like the artists um a lot of them just like especially the newer generation have a lot to say and they're not afraid to speak their feelings and and what they're thinking of and not even like just letting out their emotions like in anger but it's just like really being realistic like you know like transparent on like like look your surroundings like this is where we need to be and everybody's just like very like like uh like open and 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 accepting of who they are and who you are and there's a sense of community that's like you know i'm like it's like this is what i want to see more of you know and it's just like it just shows in the music, at least, you know, that's, and it's just, uh, Nork, you know, if you go to a lot of, like, have you, have you ever been to a show in Nork? 
I'm not yet. A lot you'll see a lot of like uh, spoken words going on, and then you'll see like an artist painting on the side as they're performing, and there's this very like like soulful feeling to the music that's coming out of there. Um, there's a lot of joyfulness. I feel. Um, Do you still head out to these events? Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm trying to, I feel, I feel like things are starting to pick back up after like pre-pandemic, I was everywhere. I was like trying to go here, here, here. Um, recently I went to, there was like a block party by this like clothing brand in Norg, the Brown, Brown Milk Company. Okay. Um, they had like a whole block party for their first year anniversary and it was pretty cool. You know, it's like if I felt like I was like in Brooklyn mm. for a lack of better words and you know, Brooklyn, how Brooklyn is oh, yeah, just like yeah. very like, uh, I don't know. It's, it felt like Artsy, New York. Yes, hipster, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Brooklyn is pretty much. Uh, I should say Newark is pretty much a version of Brooklyn for Jersey, if that mm. makes sense. Okay. You know, if that's, I feel like that paints a better picture of what I'm trying to get at. And you know, it's, and it's like I feel like that's like a step in the right direction. Not because we're trying to be like New York, but I just feel like New York has this like sense of like community. Of course, you know, with everything else that's bad about you know that's going on in new york there's a lot of good uh, like that comes from it as well you know it's like people aren't over here so you pass by somebody and it's just like you know new york is also the, the same way so you don't really talk to strangers yeah. but if you like from around the block like people know each other you know it's like that sense of community mm -hmm. i feel like Newark is like at least with the arts it's like it's just like i feel like it's just gonna spread from there and jersey city as yeah. well i'm definitely um, feeling i'm definitely more familiar with jersey city and everything that's going out out there for sure you know um i know there's a whole music scene out there that's trying to, to, to like you know come up i know there's an art scene out there for sure you mm -hmm. know like uh they started painting all these murals around jersey city and that's just crazy yeah but you know to talk about like like Newark like that like it's crazy because it's like yeah. I've, I've never I've never really like got into the community there so far you know the yeah. most I know is like you know performing at the NJ Pack you know going to Devil's Games at Prudential Center right right you know what, yeah. going to Penn Station and taking the, the right. train you know <laughs> everything you know like, that's basically like the biggest part you know of like I've experienced yeah um but that's wild for sure do you know like places like what what it's called like you know so, like what that's the thing it's like just kind of there's like no place to pinpoint really it's just like about like who you know pretty much you know I know before I used to go to uh frequency she used to do like open mic slash showcases um pre-pandemic and I met a lot of people through her shows they're pretty dope like you know, I've used to, like after that, we see them everywhere. Um, at the moment, I can't think of. Well, there's also um, uh, Evolu Culture. They do a lot of spoken words events. Uh, uh, who else? Vibes in the City. That's another one right there. Um, and the Cryout Cave used to be a spot too where they're renovating everything now. The Cryout Cave, they've moved like changed locations those are some spots that i used to go to a lot and then from there's like the people that you meet, met at those events they would do their own events and you know like there's like this growing community in, in Newark. and i think the main thing about it like music is about expression and i feel like the city is expressing the movement that's going on there i feel like it's just like this crowd for change that's going on in Newark, and they're just like you know using their art you know their talents to to say that you know and and you feel it you know and it's like it, it attracts you because then you know like we all want to see the same changes 
um, the same positive changes in our own communities. So it's like, I feel that's what attracts me towards that city. So, um, yeah, and I just, I, can, I guess that's also what I kind of want to see in Clifton as well. So, um, yeah, people say like, oh yeah, Montclair and stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's this powerful movement mm -hmm. going on over there. No, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. So I don't kind of shift the conversation a little bit. Yeah. So you're this Latina girl growing up, didn't feel like she fit in. Parents are Chimpukayo. <laughs> I had to add there. Well, no, they're not from Cayo, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you, you always like, I feel like that's always, um, even if like you're not like from you're Cayo, not, yeah, yeah. Day, like it's always people like, find uh, out you're Peruvian, yeah. like oh, Chimpu, you're like, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I actually have um, these Peruvian, um, at, at the soccer games, like this Peruvian group because it's a Peruvian player, right? Yeah, and yeah. And they always, yo, I'm like, it's crazy. I rep Peru hard. Like every single game, yeah. I wear my, 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 uh, what's it called? The flag, like a cape. Every single game. I don't care if I look like a goofball, bro. I right. go there and I don't give a shit, bro. And I go there and I wear my cape and all of them are always coming by me like, hey, and they're always drunk as shit. Bro. Oh my God. Turn, like, bro, on their <laughs> asses, bro. And they're trying to talk to me and they always grab your shoulder a little too bro, hard. And yeah. they're just like, they're like hey, chill. Like, hey, and I'll be like, yo, like, yo, motherfucker, don't let go, motherfucker. Damn, like, chill, you know? Like, what about the same yeah. way? It's like you rep Peru, but then, like, you see and you're like, bro, come, why you gotta be so extra like yeah, that? Like, yeah. I was like, bro, it's three o'clock, bro. Why are you on your ass, bro? <laughs> And he's like, hold on, my kids calling me. I'm like, yo, how do you have yo, kids? <laughs> being black, this is a pet peeve. And if you black from Peru, you probably like even in Peru, mm -hmm. they first they see you black, you Peruvian. The first thing they say, I'm pa chincha familia, and I'm like, I'm not from chincha. Mm -hmm. First of all, like you know, just because I'm black, they're gonna mm -hmm. say it. Because I don't know if you know, like chincha, that's where all the black people are. Well, one of the places, but it's like mostly known. Um, and that's just like what they say. I'm just like. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, the one that was like, mm, right. Yeah, that. yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, talk to me about what you did straight out of high school. Straight out of high school? What do you mean, like with my life? <laughs> yeah, with your life, you know. You know what? I feel like there's always like you know transitions are always weird. I feel like everybody had like they knew exactly what college they wanted to go to, like junior year, beginning of senior year. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Because uh, my junior, sophomore year, I had a project called um, Immortal Revolution slash Underground Innovators. Well, Underground Innovators was a series within uh, IR21, my friend and I started. And it's kind of like, we kind of started like the idea of like, like I said, I was inspired by the music uh, community. Or it wasn't even really community, but there were a lot of talented people in my high school and I'm like why don't we start like some something to just like you know build a community with all, within all these people and just kind of like help them like push forward their you know uh, identity as musicians or singers and whatnot um after we did like this talent show we we're like why don't we just make this a thing you know and then we started like this YouTube channel junior year and then that's kind of where I started like exploring outside of my high school because um uh Paul B, shout out to Paul B. We were just like, mm -hmm, you know, you're talking about Paul B. Um, he, I met him through one of my friends. Uh, I had, there was this rap group called Legacy in, in my high school. And they performed at this showcase where Paul B was hosting. 
And then I told him what I was doing. He's like, yeah, I go to all these events. Like, I'll let you know. I went to like, I went to Newark, I went to Jersey City. And I started like just capturing on video all these different like, you know, like open mics that were going on and posting it on our, on my, on our YouTube channel. Um, and then I'm like, I want to do something like this, you know, like I want to learn more marketing and more of like, you know, uh, music and just like trying to help out artists, you know, do what they love for a living. Because, you know, when you're in high school, you don't have really, you don't have a musician as an option. You need to have a career, you know, yeah, and you're like, yeah. and you feel like, oh, I can't do what I love. And we were like, no, we need to change that um, and, and start something up. So, but then it's like, I don't know. I just didn't know where to start. So I was kind of like, I would say like after high school for like, the next two years, I was a little lost of where to go. You know, mm -hmm. I had like this mm -hmm. little, like I even, like my friend and I, we stopped the project. He moved to like Chicago and he wasn't like in Jersey anymore. So it was kind of like this stop point. But then when I went to Willie P and William Patterson, um, it kind of brought that spark back because there was this like arts community going on over there. And then that's where Bloom and Jay came through. Because I was like, let me just like, you know, I need to like... I want to, I start going to, to these different shows and I'm like, let me start capturing this on video again. And it just kind of started back up from there. And then just like, uh, I guess I, I just kind of had like this, like my own little uh, self identity journey of like, what am I going to do with my life, you know, for the next two years of high school. And then after that, um, after those two years, when I went to Willie P for media production, it just kind of brought that spark back. And it's just kind of like, okay, like, I kind of see what, like, what I want to do now. And then you know, I started meeting all these people and stuff. So I, ever since then, I've just build, been building Blue Man J, um, trying to form, uh, like, an online presence where people could just go and find cool, like, uh, very talented independent artists and kind of spotlight them in Jersey so people do know that there is something going on in Jersey, mm -hmm. you know, Um uh, and just, uh, yeah, and then there's that. And then doing a little bit of dancing as well because mm -hmm. I, I always love dancing and, you know, kind of gave up on it a little bit at one point because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm probably too old to, like, take classes and stuff. But then it's like your too sister. Old. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like most people start off, like, when they're, like, really young. Um, I've always danced, like, Afro-Peruvian stuff and nothing else. And then, like, your sister was like, yeah, come with me to these classes. And she's, she's pretty much opened the doors for me to that so you know i guess it's like i'm trying to live my life as like trying to inspire others to just do everything that you love and don't you know don't write things off just because of like whether people tell you or what you think you're supposed to be in your life you know just get it started you don't know where it's going to lead you because like i feel like doors just open up you know once you get something started for sure you know for sure. um so yeah with bloom it's like i'm just trying to create more content to help uh build bring some spotlight to independent artists here in jersey um as well as just like you know helping out other people wherever i can within the community um yeah to to really just just keep it keep it going and keep it growing as well um yeah, that's pretty much what what I where I'm at right now. Yeah. Okay, dope. So, what do you feel are your biggest obstacles that you face within trying to promote everybody in Jersey? I feel like my main obstacle is that I want to help out everyone, but then when you try to help out everyone, it's kind of like 
How do you say this? Trying to find a way to help everyone, but to also spotlight, how do you say it? You know what I'm saying? Like the ones that really need to be spotlighted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, 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 you know, this is like, this is what people should be listening to in Jersey. You know, like people say like, oh, Jersey doesn't have a sound, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like there are key artists that really need to be out there. That you know they need to be pushed in. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. I, I, and then you know, I, saying like I want to help everybody else because like I want to help everyone because you know you gotta like I'm all about like doing what you love. You know, go for it. But then also it's like you know it comes to a point where you're like you know if you really want to give an independent artist an opportunity, right? And you want to make sure that people are going to tune in, knowing that they're going to leave following the artist and hearing their music and all of that you really need to like, you know, weed it down. I know what you're saying. Like... I know what you're saying. 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 You know, trust me. You're, you saying, know, you're saying it in the most polite way. You're yeah. saying it in the most polite way. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it and I'll kind of say how it needs to be said. I can say it because <laughs> fuck y'all. It's my podcast. You go ahead. If you ain't shit. <laughs> no, I'm playing. 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 No, no, no. I actually definitely get that. And it's it's crazy because it doesn't come from a place of like, you know, it's it's very tough. And remember how I was talking about before about, you know, the other people who I'll leave nameless right now. You could, you could think whoever I was talking about before with, you know, who's to blame for, you know, there not being a community in Jersey. Right. It's because they thought about the money first. But it comes to a certain point. As a business owner, as a small business owner who's trying to get their shit out there, you know, and, and right. trying to help people come up. Right. You know, there's certain people you feel like you need to give more time and faith into because right. they actually got they either got their shit together. You know, like for anybody listening right now, it's like you could have as much passion and love as possible. And that's something that you will need to keep like a flame and you need to keep inside you to further pursue your success when you have your highest highs and your lowest lows it comes in and out every single day dude like even with this podcast dude i've had super highs where i'm like oh my god this is great and i've had times where i'm like what the fuck am i doing you know (laughs) like what am i doing like i'm just gonna drop everything and get a nine to five you know same but you need to be prepared as an artist you need to be prepared the people who aren't prepared for opportunity are the people who will probably not succeed and it's hard because coming from you right Mm -hmm. it's again what a lot of people might do is they take it what you say personal right you said it very eloquently i'm not gonna lie you know know? this is i think this is the first time i even say something like that because at first, like the way I used to view everything be- when I first started Bloom and Jay and Underground Innovators, like, yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, I want to give everyone a platform, you know, considering, you know, there were certain people I'm just like, uh, I don't know. But don't trust me. I but, deal you with know, the same thing on the podcast. Yeah. But no, most of the time it's like, you know, like, for example, like I'll go to an open mic, film people, you know, the best I like from the open mic, post it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, like, you know, come on to my channel whatever cool because i feel like that's it was just like i was just i just wanted to showcase the the what was going on in jersey like a vlog but then you know recently i started thinking it's like you know i felt like i was just like i I love music music drives me i listen to every time type of music from different cultures and genres and and eras and i'm like you know i want to feel this that same passion for what i do 
And I get that when I see an artist that I really, I love their music. They're great with their live performances. Um, and they know how to like, you know, how to push their stuff. Like they know mm-hmm. how to like, you know, I feel like that's a, another thing about artists. Like some people are very talented, but they don't know how to like market it. Or some people know yeah. how to market it, mm-hmm. but the music isn't there, you the, know? There's a certain point where you level up, you know? Too. Yeah. And and I guess, like, you know, everybody doesn't have the same resources. That's another thing, mm-hmm. which is where I, that's another thing that I want to do. I want to provide people with the resources that they need to take their, their talent, like, you know, take their artistry to the next step. But then it's like, you know, when you think about the artists that that are ready to, like, you know, that they deserve the spotlight that they deserve. It's like, like I want to help out those artists too. And I and also, I want to connect the people to the music. And I want the people that tune into, you know, Blue Man J for them to be like, I want to stick around and, and see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's just like, I feel like if it's too broad, it's like people are just like, okay, I see what's going on. But it's like, you know, you need to like pick something where people are like, you know, keeping them at their toes and see like, get them familiar with like wanting them to build a relationship with like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm into the scene. I'm into the Jersey scene. You're like, what do you mean Jersey scene? Yeah, let me show you what, you know, you know, first impression, you know, and it's like, you know, making sure that they're going to, you know, f- like stick around for these artists that deserve the spotlight, not deserve because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say deserve because somebody else doesn't deserve, but it's just like because they put in the work and they got the talent and mm-hmm. and you know that I guarantee you if you see them live, you're gonna you're gonna love that performance. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, like it's it's definitely a touchy subject because this is the difference between I'm just doing this for fun right. to like nah, we're doing something right. on a next level yes. type of thing. Right. And like I said, I always feel like it's easiest for people to kind of come back and connect it with sports. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's like, dude, you got to you got to see mm-hmm. this. You got to yeah. listen to this for sure. You know, it's like on tryouts, you know, it's like it's like for me, this is this is how I view the future of Jersey and how it's going to work. Number one, it's like we need a foundation. The foundation's kind of already there for like open mics, but consistent open mics. People where it's like you're going to you're going to find the hole in the walls there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to find the people who are just like, yo, where have you been? Then there's going to be another tier where there's going to be performance lounges where you can have people where you can perform and actually like get a group of people right. who are consistently and you know, going. You know what? All those things that I want people from around the world to go, come to Jersey and go to these open mics and showcases. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the one way to attract them, people always think like, oh, if one artist makes it, we all made it. Which is, it could be true, but I wonder, it's not just one artist. Like, I wonder to be, like, a culture here mm-hmm. that people know it's like, oh, this guy, this person, this group, you know? I mean, and because of them, they'll come to Jersey and then every, like, everything else going on, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, you know, let me check this out. Like, you know, it brings opportunities for sure for everyone mm-hmm. else, you know? For sure, 100%. And it's crazy because even what you just said, it's like, yo, when that one artist makes it, boom. And it's like, nah. No. <laughs> and nah, like, no. yo, look look at look at heads from Jersey. Right, who, there's who been are, artists the, already. Yeah, you know, you got Charlie Puth, Lana Del Rey's from Jersey. Mm. You got, um, yo, prayers up to Lil TJ. I hope he's doing better. But he's he's from Jersey as well. Right. You know, you got uh, 
I'm not gonna say any rockers, but I mean like even like you know like Fetty Wap wasn't the biggest shit to happen to Jersey since like you know forever, mm-hmm. and you know we're still hearing the same song at Coachella like ten years later, you know, and it's like he has his own company, and I give him props too because you know he's doing his thing, and then there's like other artists too who you know he has working on and who are trying to come up, and you know like you know there's Coyle Ray, Coyle Ray is very talented as well, but like. In what place would Coyle Wright ever perform in Jersey where mm-hmm. she could get hella heads there who will be singing her music? Right. I can't name one place. Like, people will go, probably go to, like, her concert and then dip. Yeah, you know? You know? Like, how, you know, it has to be something where people know that they're going to stick around and, like, I want to check out this place while I'm here and mm-hmm. this place. And, you know, people, I want to come back, you know? Yeah, and it's weird because, you know, people talk about Montclair and I think the only reason some people talk about Montclair it's because the Walmart Theater got uh, upgraded recently. Okay. And it's cool. They got this little courtyard thing going on. And now they have their own private uh, parking garage. So you could park right next to the Walmart. Like, literally right there. It's on top of it. And literally, like, just chill there and be out there. And, like, there'll right. be hella heads out there, you know. Right. But at the same time, it's like Montclair is not necessarily, like, nightlife, you know. Uh-huh. Like, there's no nightlife in Montclair besides, you know, if there's a show in the meat locker. Which is, like, how many people are going to be in there. <laughs> And right. then, uh, or if there's a show at Just Jake's, you know, yeah. And then besides there, that there's like the besides that there's a local bar. Just, I think Just Jake's is like the only music scene. It's just really. yeah, it's a lot of bars yeah, yeah, yeah. and like cafes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Just Jake's would never do anything hip hop there. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 like I said, I think there's a, there's a there's a shift. There's a move. There's a movement with music and how yeah. shifting. Like that's a whole other topic, but uh, for Word. sure, for sure. So yeah. in your journey so far, because I, I I peep I peep a little bit. I peep a little bit. <laughs> How do you become a good neckwarder? Because it seems that somehow everybody who I've talked to on this podcast so far, some some way, somehow, I could always see it's like a Margie PV follows them. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> Seriously? I was like, what you mean? I was like, damn. I was like, and then like it'll always come up. Like, you know how you, you see like Right, right, like who follows. It always comes up. I'm like, damn, like she really be following everybody, bro. <laughs> like, what is up with this? You know? And it's funny because like like I'm trying to do the same thing, neckward and talk to everybody. Right. And it just seems like, you know, you've just had your boots on the ground way longer. Okay. So like what have you seen and how do you become a good conversationalist? How do you how do you neckward these it's people? It's like an oxymoron mm-hmm. almost because I have seen a lot of people that I do know on your podcast. But then also it's like me i've always been like very introverted i've mm. had to push myself to be social that's funny you know but then yeah. it's like the trick was to be social because you're naturally want to get to know a person versus forcing it mm. i don't like when people force it because you know that when people are just trying to like force themselves to talk to you and i don't want i don't want to look like i had like some hidden agenda like yeah. i'm talking to you just because of this reason you know and then it took a lot for me to just be comfortable i'm like with you know socializing and i feel like that kind of goes back to like what you said about high school that two year those years where i just kind of took time to work on myself and really get out of my shell and be comfortable just being my like i feel number one be comfortable being your own for anybody who's like socially awkward you know who's trying to get into networking and you feel like i don't know how to communicate i don't feel comfortable like you know socializing first be comfortable being yourself you know be comfortable being you don't feel like get out of once you get out of that mindset of like you know how can i get this person to like me and you're just being yourself then i feel like that's the first step forward and then number two i've always been naturally curious you know mm. i've been like you know i'm someone who wants to like travel and see places but then it's like i don't need to get out of jersey to to see new places you know so i think it's just started off with like 
just kind of like have you seen yes man with jim carrey i haven't seen yes man but you haven't, no, I haven't. okay where it's like pretty much where he is like uh, he's always like, you know, he had a nine to five and he's just like says no to everything. And, you know, he doesn't go to like his friend invites him to like his engagement party. and He just doesn't go to it. It's just very like antisocial. You know, he's just about his work and, you know, his his ex broke up with him and he's just very depressive. And somebody just like I forgot how it goes, but he ends up going to this program where you have to say yes to everything. And then he just starts saying yes to everything. And he just takes him through this whole journey of like meeting new people and trying new things and eventually meeting the women of his life and whatnot. And it gets a little, you know, at the end, he, he finds out that he doesn't have to say yes to everything. There's a balance, mm-hmm. but that he does need to say yes more. Yeah. So where I was kind of like him, where I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, I was more like, OK, like somebody invited me to something. Yeah, OK, fine. I'll go, you know, and then I meet somebody there. You know, and then, you know, so on. And, you know, you get curious. And I'm like, oh, I want to check out more of this, you know. And because I met that person, they're doing another show. And then I meet more people over there. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, like, yeah, let's connect. Everybody's like, yeah, let's connect. Okay, cool. I'm following you. There's people that I've met once in person, but I know them strictly because of social media. And I feel like I've known them for like a long time. But, you know, it's kind of like, that's kind of how it started for me. And it's like, you know, just like, when I meet somebody and I'm like, I want to see like, you know, I want to get to know this person. And then I find out they do something and I'm like, oh, OK, that's cool. You know, yeah, let me follow, you know, whatever you do. Like, yeah, cool. And that's just how I start connecting with everyone. And then it's just you start to see the same faces everywhere you go. <laughs> mm. Eventually, when everybody's from like the same like environment, yeah. you see the same faces again and again. And then that's how kind of like you start like, oh, yeah, we go way back because, mm. you know, we, we've seen each other like, you know, everywhere. And then um, and it's kind of like you just one like say yes more, get curious, you know, don't put things off like like go out when you get an invitation to an event, a show, or, or uh, hey, uh, like, you know, I'm going to be performing at this mall. I'm doing, like, a small get-together in my house. Just putting a small concert thing. You should come through. Yeah, yeah, sure, cool. I'll go, like, you know, you go there and then see what's up. Like, you know, it's, like, just, uh, just kind of, like, be curious with, like, uh, with your environment and not just, like, trying to, like, meet people just to meet people. Like, like one, really get to know them, and two, it's, like, you know, get to explore your community more. You know, it's mm. like, you know, don't just go there with the intention of like, what am I going to get out of this? It's kind of like find out, go and find out. And then everything else would just, everything else would just like naturally unveil itself. And then next thing you know, like, like a year, like a year passes and you're like, wow, look at like, you know, like all these people that I know now and you're not going to be the best of friends, but you know, it's like, it's just like you get familiar with the community that's there already. And it's like, you know, you eventually just, you know, you're part of that community now. And then it's just like, you get to appreciate it more. And then, and then you just, and then the next thing is like, don't get comfortable. Don't just settle with where you are. Just keep on pushing, like keep exploring, keep getting more curious. And then after that, it's like, you know, if there's something that you want to do, then check like, okay, like who do I know who could help me out with this? I think that's beautifully said. I think if you're listening, play that again. For <laughs> sure, 
this is just from my experience though nah, but nah, I think, i'm not I think, an expert or anything nah, but it's just nah, like i think i think everything you said now nah, be confident yo for sure because <laughs> you've you've worked to that point you know what i mean you mm. own that shit yeah and you didn't stutter you know it's funny it's funny because you're saying like you know like well, well before we're doing this you know maybe we're a little nervous or something but you said that perfectly you said that perfectly. thank you i think yeah. that's great no for sure no those are some major gems that you just dropped because uh, everybody who've come on this podcast so far i've personally like wanted to talk to right and i don't you know it's funny like i don't even think about it as an interview i don't think about like i, I forget right. the cameras here and shit sometimes i literally just think about like if these mics weren't here and this camera wasn't here, we'd be having the same conversation. Right. And low-key, I'm a little bit selfish, too, because I'm a little bit curious. And I'm just like, you know, I've seen you around in the interwebs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to find out who the fuck she is. Who is this yeah, girl? who is this girl? You know, I need, I need to, I it's need like, to find I remember you seen on YouTube, there's this one person who comments on every video. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this. It's like, I forgot what the username is. Like, you go to any video and that person is there in the comment section. And everybody's like, why are you in every video? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's, but it's true. Though. It's true. And it's like, you know, I, I kind of have to, I want to be like, I look at what you're doing, you know, and I, and I, and I saw like you and almost like everything. And I'm just like, damn, like there's something right that she's doing. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, it's hard because. It's hard to know everybody and then also get to that point where we, what we were saying before that, you know, now you kind of have to pick who you're kind of working with. You right. Know, trying to bring everything up and that's like next level shit. But like that's the basis of, right. you know, learning how to network with people, being genuine with people. Right. And also being selfless and selfish. Mm-hmm. There's a balance between Right. Them. Boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. You need yeah. boundaries. Right. Yeah. But then also you need to be selfless enough to like not just go with the purpose of like let me let me let them know who i am it's mm-hmm. more of like let me i want to get to know you you know what you're about because sometimes it's like you know you're gonna meet a lot of people but doesn't mean you're gonna be like this with everyone that you know you know doesn't mean that you're going to exactly like work with everyone you know because you know like you're gonna meet people who you're like uh you know okay like like we were familiar Word. that's it cool but you know you just like boundaries are a must any in any place any anything you do in, in your life uh which like i feel like your own values bring it into your work ethics as well for sure because a lot of people are like oh you know yeah usually i do this but you know because of you know this goal i gotta you know i guess like gotta get rid of some boundary and it's like no it's like you gotta it's the same thing because that's how you you uh i don't say necessarily protect yourself but you kind of like rid yourself of like possible bad experience you might have like kind of like you know delays you might have in like your whatever you're trying to pursue because of like you not um following some type of like i'm being very broad right now (laughs) but you know it's like whatever value you might might have in your everyday life and you just kind of like let go of those values when it comes to like pursuing something you know it'll get back to you like it'll bite back like i was having a conversation with a friend not just but I'll probably say like, well, like a year back Mm -hmm. where it was like the conversation was like, you know, if an opportunity presents and you know that this person is like, let's say shady. Right. But you know that if you work with them, 
it might be like a good opportunity would you do it and for me I was like no because you know I'm not gonna be I'm not about being fake like I want to do do things authentically and people were like oh it's just business but it's like no because then it's like it comes to bite you right back in the butt or in the ass I don't know if you, I could curse here but I don't know. you could do whatever the fuck you yeah, want yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll bite you it'll bite you right uh, in the ass at the end it's like for me, it's just like, it doesn't sit right if I work with somebody that I don't feel sure about. And there was like, oh, you got to do what you got to do. And like, I know, like, you know, if this person is like this about me and, and they do this, whatever, and that's the only option I got, I'll take it. And then it just kept going and going where it's like, I was my side and it was their side. And at the end, it was like, I was like, you guys, you just got to like know that there's something else that's going to come up. And they're like, no, I just believe that if an opportunity shows up, that's it. And I'm like, well, so you don't have faith that, you know, if you need to be somewhere, you'll get there. It's like, nah, I just feel like you just got to take whatever opportunities come your way. So it's like, you know, it's like, what are your morals? What are your, you know, Hell like, yeah. it's like, I feel like that's what's, you're choosing what problems you want into your life, you know, because mm. the lessons that you need to learn, you're going to learn it one way or the other. And it's up to you to say, like, if you know better, you know, then do better. Because if you're not doing better, you're going to, it's just, you're going to go crashing against the wall and you have to detour to like get it get it right this time you know why would you want to put those delays into your life and into your career or into your vision like when you don't need it in your life you know better you knew better most of the time people say like yeah i knew i knew i should have done this and you know i guess you know it is what it is how many people say that not a lot if you knew then why did you do it it's like <laughs> you know it's like don't do that to yourself Facts. don't do that to yourself so there's something telling you like no then listen to that listen to your gut and usually like for me it's like even if it takes a while i'll be like i'm glad i didn't go down this route because mm, mm. this is way better than than what i where i would have been right now sometimes you just gotta play the long game yeah and have some patience yep that's crazy sorry i just had like a full circle moment because it's, it's <laughs> something that even even me and my partner shane we were just we literally were just talking about this before the podcast about playing the long game having patience and trusting your gut literally yeah. the top things we were just talking about right before this so that's perfect real quick do you mind if i take this water or are you, go are ahead. you no go right. ahead go ahead go ahead i'm good I, I you got, see you I see how slow i'm drinking my water <laughs> I'm, I'm thirsty bro i go through water no yeah quick. yeah go, go ahead quick. you know it's crazy march we're coming pretty close to the end of the podcast okay but cool cool a couple more questions I want to have, but real quick, did you have anything that you wanted to get off your chest or share real quick? Like not like, like you know, or like something that you want to talk about? Because I definitely want to give you an opportunity. I to, did have something in mind before that yeah. I didn't want to like steer off the topic. Nah, but just go going ahead. going go back ahead. to what I said before about like there being certain artists that deserve the opportunity more than others. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that people, it's like um, if you feel like I'm talking to you, if I were to say like when I said that, it's like I would say it's like. Just don't let anyone else define you, mm. if that makes sense. Like, if you feel like you're being underappreciated and you feel like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. It's like, explore every aspect of yourself and see where your heart is. Because, you know, sometimes it's like you might love performing, but maybe you're, you're a great, how do you say it? There are people who are great teachers and they know how to, like, how to pass down that wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen, like, there are, I've met people where like yeah I don't know if I 
if music is for me. But I'm like, maybe you're not seeing the whole picture. Maybe there's more that you need to do than what you're doing right now. This is what I'm talking about, where it comes from. And then yeah. another thing, it's like, I'm not saying that music isn't for you. I'm mm -hmm. saying, like, if, if you feel in your heart that you are meant to be a performer and stuff, then don't settle for where you are right now. Like, just... Like I, I'm, I love Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's my biggest inspiration. And one thing that he was is, was a perfectionist. If you see Michael Jackson when he started off, let's say, um, off the wall era, I'll say even early thriller era when you know when he did like great example when he did the first moonwalk for Billie Jean, versus when he did the moonwalk back in like like during like the late sorry the when he when he last started performing in like the 2000s mm -hmm. 90s you're gonna see the progress even when he was at his peak he didn't stop trying to be greater than he was you know what i'm saying like he didn't settle for like okay yeah cool like you know i'm already the biggest entertainer in the whole wide world so i'm gonna just stick to what i do he kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and i'm gonna be better than i was yesterday you know so don't it's like if you feel like just like don't don't settle for where you are right now as a performer as an artist always keep uh growing always uh take good how do you say it? be good at taking critiques mm -hmm. you know because i mean not everybody has the best intention but there are people who who do care about you and and they want to see you grow pay attention to those people that believe in you and you know ask them like yo it's like what can i work on how can i do better and even ask yourself like look at look back at your performances and your music and be your own critic and see like where do you want to see yourself grow and like look at your various inspirations and say what do i want to implement you know what do i what do they have that i want to kind of like you know what what do i look up to in this person that I want to put into my own artistry, you know? And just, like, you're going to see how you're going to start, like, digging into, like, your own, dissecting every little thing about your your craft and how that's going to end up looking different and evolving. And just until somebody's going to notice and they're like, oh, this person, okay, I see you, you've gotten, you're different now. Like, I've, you know how many people I've seen, like, after, like, you know, the whole pandemic thing that I'm like, oh my God, that performance was the whole like, what? Like 360, like sometimes like their music was great and I'm like, but the performance wasn't, you know, I'm like, oh, he needs to connect with the crowd more. And they're like, what? I'm like, wow, this person really did his work. Like, you know, it's like, you know, just those insecurities that you have, work on it and then get better and then keep on getting better. Don't settle. I just want to say that because, you know, I feel like for it's like, you're saying like, you know, I was being nice about it, but it's like, you know, like I'm a person who likes to help everyone. I'm like, there's something, there's a niche to everyone. And it's, you just got to find what's your thing and then use that. Use it. I definitely feel that. I know. I, de I definitely feel that. And it's crazy because some of the things you said there came full circle around. Like you even saying like, it's never not that you're not cut out for something. Because listen, I went to school for sound engineering. That's my background. And um, it's crazy. I talk, I talk to my partner, Shane, about this all the time. I talk to my partner, Aaron, over there about it all the time. And it's like, I didn't wake up every day, like, wanting to mix music. Mm -hmm. It was what I was trained for, and I was trained for a lot of other things. But I just looked at it, and, you know, it's like, it's not that I'm not cut out for it, because I graduated. There was a 16-people pro program, only six people graduated. I was one of the six, you know? Okay. And it's like, it's not that I'm not cut out for it. I could put in the work. But it's like, damn, it's like, it's just not my vibe right now. You know, maybe right. it is in the future. You know, you never know. But I knew my calling was something else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to add on to what you were saying, I always say, like, 
definitely definitely like you know um what's the word for it you know it's funny i was gonna say exfoliate your strengths <laughs> that's what that's what came out in my expose polish your strength. it yeah, yeah polish your strengths and definitely like you know use use your strengths to the use best your strength and work on your weaknesses for sure you know because to me i was just like yo I, as soon as i graduated i was like damn i could really talk myself into as, any business if i want to and I was like, but what am I going to do over there? You know, I'm like, if I'm going to be a mixing engineer and not be happy and like, you know, just work on this and, and me not be like the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm really like talking. Yeah. <laughs> I really like talking. And then, you know, the podcasting thing came up and then boom, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a, now there's a, there's a home for people to come to for podcasting. Right. Artists who want to do stuff, entrepreneurs who want to do stuff, networking people who want to do stuff. And, you know, we got this great studio and we're trying to make a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I never thought I'd be in this position, but you know, sometimes people become teachers. People right. become like, you know, uh, guides for other people to make it in this industry. Right. No matter how far you've made it in your journey, mm-hmm. it has value. And there's always change. Mm-hmm. Even You might even get to where you want to and you're like, you know what? This doesn't feel like how I thought it would. Like there's artists who made it and they're like, yeah, this was good. I think I'm good here with this one hit wonder. I, I think I'm good. There's people who've done that. And then they realize, oh, maybe I should take this route. You know, mm-hmm. like it's I can't think of anyone as an example right now. But I mean, like even like Dave Chappelle, you know, like Dave Chappelle, like, he dropped the whole shit for like, what, 10 years it was, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he, Eddie Murphy hasn't done stand up since the 90s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I think he did a movie or he was trying to get back into it. But I was like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. We, you never you never know you could be so right. successful in so many other things and you never know what's gonna hit you yeah but i think that was that was greatly greatly said um i have a couple more questions for you and go then, ahead and then, shoot and then, and then we'll call like it quick questions like it's hard I, it's like i wanted the quick questions but they always end up like yeah, you, know, yeah, bah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you got into a whole conversation for it have you had any parts of your journey that you really felt like damn this might not work out and how'd you get through it Huh. Any parts of my journey where I'm like, this might not work out. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've second guessed a lot of things that, you know, I'm currently doing, you know, uh, one thing's for sure. It's like, for example, I love dancing, but it's not what I want to focus in my life. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I've definitely been there. Like, no, no, a no, lot. no. It's all good, dude. It's all good. It's, sometimes, I've sometimes, definitely been there a lot. Sometimes it's hard to get back into those moments. Sometimes, yeah. It's just like we kind of like to erase them from our memory. Yeah. And like it, it keeps it keeps us, uh, you know, I guess it keeps the brain healthy just to keep going. But right. here's a, here's a question that's that's uh, uh, another way put. Okay. What advice would you give yourself when you first started this journey? Okay. Well, I would kind of say don't get stuck on an idea because I feel like kind of like I could apply that to you know uh let's say bloom where I kind of felt like I don't know if this is gonna work out but then it's also like you got to change your perspective it's like like what why can't it work out and how can you make it work you know it's like why isn't it working out or Maybe it's because where you are in life right now, sometimes like where I was like, where I am in my life right now and what I want to do, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm not there yet. So you got to make that sacrifice of like, all right, I got to put this to the side for a little bit. 
to make sure I want to be where I want to be in order to do what I want to do, you know? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think it's like all about being able to like sacrifice and making those tough decisions mm. in order to make way for the things that you do want to do. Sometimes it's kind of like letting go of like uh, relationships, not relationships like romantic, yes, romantic, but like friendships or people who are holding you back, you know, uh, those are decisions that I've had to make that is like, you know, you're like, this is tough, but then it's like, it, it needs to happen where it's like, you just need to like, kind of like change whatever habits you want to change in your life in order to do what you need to do. Cause if you're always stuck in that same space and you see that it's not working out, then it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna close your eyes and wish that, hope that it works out like next year. Cause if it's been like that for a while, it's probably gonna stay that way, you know? You gotta say like, you gotta really be the bigger person with yourself and be like, okay, what isn't what isn't working out in my life? You know, what do I need to change? And, and just be like, and how can I do it? You know, sometimes I, I had to like, you know, uh, how do you say it? Like take uh, on, like, I think a perfect example for me is like, and I'm like, I don't want to work a nine to five, you know, because I don't want that to be my life. People get stuck in a nine to five and whatever, you know. But then it was like, you know, besides like, you know, needing like the finance to fund what you want to do. It was kind of like, you know, doing a nine to five. Also, like I was also like, you know, being creatives, you know, like you're you're always like my peak is like I create at night. You know, it's like I need, you know, and then like your sleep schedule gets in the way. And then, you know, and then you realize maybe I could be more productive during the day. And then having a nine to five just kind of trains you to like have that routine going. And then like I apply that to my own stuff where it's like, okay, I'm going to make this my own like routine, you know. And it's like you just kind of learn things that you need to change about yourself. It's like you won't expect it to happen in the way that you think, you know. It's just kind of like. You just kind of like need to uh, be able to want it and then just seeing the good things and things that you probably thought wouldn't have any value in your life, you know? Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm like derailing from the questions. No, nah, <laughs> it's cool. This is what happens, dude. This is what happens. We but it's like, you know, it's a lot of pretty much what you said, things that what I thought that wouldn't work out in my life. Um, I'm like, an advice for myself is kind of like, don't put, things off you know even if you thought if it's not part of your vision just because it doesn't look the way that you think it should doesn't mean that it's not part of where you need to be if that makes sense like you know it could be discouraging sometimes when you're in certain situations but then you look back and you're like you know if i didn't go through this maybe i wouldn't be this way you know so sure. yeah um so i guess i guess that kind of goes hand in hand i don't know there's a lot of things mm. i said right there Nah, it's Next cool. Question. It's cool. It's cool. I got you. <laughs> All right, yo. I got this one last question for you. When I have people on the podcast, I feel like they don't realize. And what I like to think about it too is I like to think about these moments as a time capsule. You know, this is going to be on the internet forever. Oh my god. We're going to be able to look back at it and be like, my oh, grandkids yeah. are going to see this. <laughs> what message do you have for Margie 10 years from now? What advice? What advice or what message, whatever you want, you speaking to yourself right now, girl. Oh man, what do what do I need to say to myself? Is your hair good? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no I'm just kidding. Um, 
what advice is like no matter where you are in life know that you live the good life and you know just how do you say it appreciate every moment appreciate every moment because that's where i am right now it's like it's like no matter what or where i think i should be right now i get to appreciate every little step that i take and and just like knowing it's like wow you know it's like this is pretty cool you know you're like appreciate everything the way how do you say it appreciate the steps that you've taken um and even if like whatever the outcome is it's like just make sure that or well that'll be for my past self but um but i hope that I could look back at myself and say like you know i lived a, a good life that people could look at and just kind of like be inspired to to kind of live their life and not wait for something to happen but instead of making it happen and just not waiting for the end goal instead of just appreciating the moment and where you are right now so um so yeah so know that you know I'm, I'm happy where I am right now I'm at peace and I hope that continue to be that way you know whereas like I could just next thing I know like you know my life is it's going probably hopefully better than I think it would and it's just like dude like I just enjoyed the journey you know of what got me here so facts respect um, respect I don't know I guess that's what I could say to myself yeah, great it's great I love it you look back at this and you're like holy shit <laughs> all right guys Margie, please let the people know where they can find you well uh you can find me on Instagram at Margie PV um, that's pretty much where I am. So find me on Instagram, guys, on TikTok, TBA. Hey, <laughs> right, sweet. Guys, y'all already know the business. AOTO Podcast, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere you can find podcasts. Comment down below, leave a like on the video, share it with your grandma, share it with everybody, bro. Share it with that with that grandma from Peru that you know you should be calling, yeah. but you never call, bro. Go call her right now, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. Pick up that phone. Grab that old calling card. No, I'm just kidding. Call on WhatsApp, because you know we we in the future now. You remember doing those little calling cards in the back in the day? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I forget what it is. I think it was Chulita, Chiquiti. I have I don't know remember it was, but I remember scratching that shit and having to dial the shit and like learning all that shit <laughs> anyway guys well, i just want to say yeah. first thank you for having me on this is pretty cool and you're like a great host because like you said like, it doesn't even feel like i'm on camera this is like a natural conversation i feel it like you know i feel like that you're genuine like uh you know your genuinity is that a word is it that is now. it is it now, is now. <laughs> <laughs> um you're a great host is what Thanks, i'm trying to say thank you for making me feel at home so of course, I appreciate go it. follow go follow guys <laughs> go, go follow guys y'all ready in the business and uh yeah let's uh let's get the fuck out of here it's a wrap <laughs> sweet dude awesome that was dope